Are you interested in wax play? Looking for something to spice things up? Kinky candles are blended wax play candles. Our candles are carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure that your pleasure is only limited by your imagination. Get your kinky candles at 79 461-6001 at 079-461-6001 That's Kinky Candles with two Ks.
want to want to want Sometimes we're looking for the more, but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words, like me, play, toys, fun, games, cheekiness, with, intimacy, connection, relationships. And finally me, it starts with self, and that is something that Play With Me stands for. Play With Me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the gantry in four ways or find us at www.playwithme.co.za. If you're looking for that more, please get in touch. Views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. Posts, pages, and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions, and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised.
for Lola's Lessons. It's time for Lola's Lessons. Good evening, last folks, and welcome to Lesson 5 in Semester 2 of Lola's Lessons. I'd like to start off by mentioning our favouritest and most loving endorsement site, the Council of Fantasy. The Council of Fantasy, or COF, is a lifestyle-orientated community. They cater for BDSM, lifestylers, and everybody that wants to learn about sex positivity, right? Or even those that want to learn about strengthening your intimate relationships, because we know how important that shit is, right? So we host events in all spectrums, BDSM, lifestyle events, man. We even host bloody coffee teas at your local coffee shop for those people that just want to connect with like-minded people. We are an all-inclusive community and the only shame we shame is shaming itself. One of the main focuses of the COF is education, and not just in BDSM, but in sex positivity and in all lifestyle facets. You guys can find us on www.councilofantasy.co.za. We host workshops, we have fun, we make friends, we chat, we laugh, we cry, and we support one another, which is the most important one of them all. We are already in lesson five, guys, of eight lessons. That means we've only got three left. Boo-hoo. I know Holly's crying along with me. Halls, good evening. I mean, hello, my hottie, hot wife co-host. How are you? Hello, my darling, honey, sweetie pie. I'm absolutely amazing. I just have to say I'm so excited because we've got Gwen again tonight. We've got Donnie again tonight. We've got so many people that have been following us, and it's just so nice to have like you know the following just follow us every single friday and have them live so yeah thanks for that and lovely to chat to you again so what's a little bit like heart sore for me is i'm I, i'm actually going to fight with my friends at the cof can i tell you because they went and they booked a workshop this evening so half what? of my favorite friends can't make it for the first half of the show because they're all doing a damn rope workshop at miss carmen ellie's place play Sounds with me sexy i know i'm missing out but then again i mean lola's lessons is important too have but you done do a rope have... workshop so, my baby, you forget, I'm part of the COF, and Miss Mal or Kinky Bunny is one of my favorite friends, and she is the teacher of these workshops. She does, actually, she actually instructs these workshops. So, she'll be joining us later this evening, because she is also our admin manager. She's the one that types all of those kinky messages and all, sends all of our links on the app. We've also got some of the normal Lola followers this evening. Michael, hi, Zane. I mean, Zane, you haven't missed one damn episode ever since the first Love. episode of lesson one lesson one semester one zane has been with us host do you know that zane actually won the first uh, set of tickets that we uh, that we gave away in um semester in, one yeah in semester one yeah 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 i mean we've got twosome for fun that's on online. always 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 love having them on I mean, you've got a personal connection with them, right? You I love, do them them too. love them. <laughs> <laughs> they also remember they joining us along with Mr. Holly Hotwife in two weeks' time. So not next week, then the week after that, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be my favorite friends too. Some for fun, Mr. Holly and Mrs. Holly. I mean, 
that's gonna be a hot ass <laughs> <laughs> guys get those towels ready it's gonna be a wet one <laughs> but before we get ahead of ourselves and get too excited about two weeks from now let's live in the moment and talk about this evening's episode we're just discussing libido and sex drive in the male gender like what gender i want to say male genitals <laughs> That's wrong. But, but men, the men, the male we are here gender. for you. We are here male for you. Male gender. Male gender. Sex, love, and male gender. And we can't do this. I mean, honey, you and I don't have enough technical or medical or um, like academic. Or the right genitals. <laughs> you know, just putting it out there. <laughs> I mean, we can assume like we always do, right? But we need experts to help us teach these lessons. Absolutely. Properly. And tonight we've got my favorite is doctor in the whole wide world. Also our resident doctor. Also the most gorgeous, one of the most oh, gorgeous. Oh, she's blowing us kisses. I know. We've got a video call going Lo- on. I love Yo, it. Guys, can you stop luck with your paperwork, Dr. M? <laughs> we can hear you in your paperwork. Be still. <laughs> my, f- my first guest needs absolutely no introduction. We all know her. We all know- love her. I mean, just to be in her presence is to feel blessed, honored, and sexually like driven right She's Dr. With her M, <laughs> you need to go ahead and unmute your mic now because I'm welcoming you on this on tonight's episode good evening Dr M and welcome back oh, hello Lola hello Holly thank you very much for inviting me again such a pleasure I mean lovely to have really- you We've worked hard on her audio this week, right? We even so got her to the switch devices. <laughs> but we've also got an extra special guest, another guest, Holes, because we all know Lola and Holly don't do things half-assed, right? We got in it to win it, baby. So we added it. another extra facet of educational, um, how can I say, what, what's the right word? Educational, driven. Genius genius <laughs> on tonight's episode and this guest um needs a large introduction her name is anna marie and she has appeared on 702 radio today power fm and kaya fm talking about conscious sexuality neo tantra and um she's featured in the women and home magazine and has been a guest twice on etv so i mean she's a celebrity in her own right i like honestly i just picture her there with oprah oh you know during the pre-pod meeting she was actually telling us that she traveled abroad and she got to meet a bunch of celebrities but we'll get to that later on right She's also featured on Great Expectations and um, on Regaining Libido After Childbirth. She's currently a um, columnist for the Odyssey magazine with her own column, um, Bliss Sexuality. And she was was a featured speaker at the KZN Spirit fest this year i'm gosh i mean hello i'm so honored to be in her presence um she developed intimacy coaching internationals as a safer more personal and exclusive way to learn about neo tantra and sensual massage skill sets in south africa then she went on to explore into the international markets with training therapists coaches worldwide willing to look at a larger holistic relationship picture all-inclusive of sexuality so i mean she's the epiphany of sex positivity and she's also our resident doctor my favorite redhead friend dr m she's also her mentor so i mean we are really amongst absolute 
greatness this evening. Annie, welcome and thank you so, so, so much for um, taking time out of your very busy schedule and your life to come and join us on this topic of sex drive and libido this evening. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I love the introduction. I sound so fancy. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't can know if I I'm just... as fancy as all that, to be quite <laughs> Can I just say I did my research properly because that's what I do all week. Everybody thinks I do nothing, but actually I really work hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I see on the I chat. Also think, I... I also think you've, you may have probably missed a few things out. There's, <laughs> there's so much more to say, but we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me just get to the chat quickly. I see KB, our social manager, has joined us. Welcome, KB. I hope your wor rope workshop was fun. I hope you took lots of photos for um, Lola. And I'm really jealous that you guys like, didn't invite me or do it on another night. So that Were I you not join. invited? No, because they know I've got Lola's lessons. So, I mean, <laughs> you could have done the Lola's lessons there. I know, right? No, too much noise. Didn't we learn anything from last week, Holly yes. Valencia? Sorry, no darling, noise yes. and basin parties in the background unless we're broadcasting from a lifestyle event. Oh, listen, we're doing a lifestyle event next week, so there's going to be a bit of noise. <sighs> I mean, you're giving me grey hairs. No wonder I need to dye my hair every damn week because you make me grey. <laughs> We've also got a brand new listener this evening, Jolene Nohal. Welcome, first timer. I hope you have your notebook and your pens are ready because you're going to learn a hell of a lot this evening, baby. So all of our listeners, welcome. Listen in, listen well, and listen loud because this evening is going to be a killer. I'm going to start off, guys, and I'm going to say there's a lot of intimacy problems amongst our normal social relationships, and there's a very simple reason why. Last week, we touched on female hormones. Yes, that has a part, and yes, women play a part in society, but what happens if the female is highly sex-driven and you've got your counterpart, the male, um, the male part in your relationship that has zero to no sex drive or his libido is just shot to shit. What happens in those cases? Nobody ever talks about this, right? So we're going to be talking about it this evening. We're going to discuss libido. We're going to discuss um, uh, your sexual drive and we're going to find out what the difference is between it. And this is why we've got these excellent experts in this evening, Dr. M and Annie. And Annie, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to ask you, tell us a little bit more about yourself before we like tackle this topic. <laughs> okay. After that whole long list of things you read out that made me sound so fancy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that the reason why I love the work that I do so much is because it's lived experience. So I've been with my husband for 28 years and we've been through every single facet for, of our relationship. You know, we've explored lots of different things. We've separated for a year and a half. We've been through really hard things and we've been through really pleasurable things. I mean, I've had a two hour orgasm. So it's it's you know, it's possible to have yeah, the most possible. amazing sexual experiences. Uh, it's not about it's not about me tonight, though. it's about the boys. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is for men, I think, especially with this issue of libido and sex drive is that it's so linked to what you consider yourself to be within the sexual relationship. And it's so lovely for me to be able to work with people around the world and tell you that it's it, everybody thinks they're the only one. So when they come to an intimacy coach or a sex therapist or even uh, tune into a, a, a podcast to listen to about, you know, about these issues, they think they're the only one or they're the only one that has it that badly. 
and mm. so it's it's really important to remember with all of the work that we teach at Intimacy Coach International um, that it really is about you're not alone and it's practical ways to learn about intimacy and conscious sexuality. So there's nothing wrong with having a roaring, raging sexuality either, but sometimes you've got to take a step back and start at the beginning again and work through libido, sex drive and issues within relationship and understand you're not alone. Everyone has an experience of it in their lifetime. And the stats on, um, I'm sure Dr. M will be able to talk more on that, but the stats on men who have erection difficulties in midlife and beyond or after betrayal or after an affair or after um, a heavy psychological issue. And then of course, libido and erection difficulties and premature ejaculation are also linked to health. So um, if you do have erection difficulties, you do need to get yourself to a medical doctor and have yourself checked out because it can be indicator of heart disease or diabetes. So get that checked first before you worry about your libido and your sex drive moving forward. That's so that was meant advice. to be about me, but I sort of sidetracked because <laughs> they know enough about me now. Let's get to the juicy stuff. <laughs> oh, yes, we need to get to the juicy stuff so that we get some juices flowing too. And not just with the females, we're going to do that with the males too. Dr. M, let's hear your side of the story. I, I mean, you're going to speak to us from an academic uh, perspective. So let's hear what you have to say on the topic of libido and sex drive when it comes to males. Well, let's start off by defining what libido and sex drive is. So as soon as we start defining things, then we can start quantifying them and understanding them. So libido includes the phrase of sexual desire, the energy of the sexual drive as a component of the life instinct. So think about it. Libido, the, the need or the drive or the want to have sex, is all about wanting to procreate, recreate, things like that. And then we add the additional pleasure of the need, as per Maslow's hierarchy, is the need for recreation, the fun side of mm -hmm. sex. Okay, so now that we understand that, then we can start understanding the various factors that can affect libido for men. It doesn't exclude women, but we're dealing predominantly with men at the moment. So let's have a look at male and female patterning and sexual attitudes. Now, that's one of the biggest things or one of the biggest problems that we find. And part of that um, includes religion and politics. So part of my study or my thesis, my doctorate, included a whole section on religion and politics and how that affects libido. Just think about South Africa in the apartheid era, how sexuality was policed and what the effect was on women, particularly women that are 45 plus, how their um, sexuality has been affected. Look at religion. If I weren't allowed to use contraception, Trust me, there would be no libido. Mm. Oh, that actually that, that makes a lot of sense because if if you weren't allowed to use a like any form of birth control or whatever, of course you're only going to want to have limited amount of sex because you obviously don't want to have a thousand children. Not that you can, but you know. Um, well, some people some people do, but it's it's quite a an old fashioned idea because you've got to make yeah. so much money to support them. True story. 
Can I ask something, right? Um, touching on last week's topic of um, the female, you know, the female hormones. So say you're, you're in an intimate relationship, right? And you as the female, you, you find yourself in a space where your sex drive and your personal libido takes a hell of a drive, a dive, sorry, um, due to whatever reason. Maybe it's menopause, maybe it's um, stress, whatever the fact may be, your libido and your sex drive takes a hell of a knock. And for a couple of months, you just have the lowest drive ever. If you are in a relationship with a male that used to have a large sex drive, with this, you not having a sex drive, would that be able to um, to affect him in any, in any way? Yeah. Well, you've got to use it or you lose it because the chemicals in the body need um, activation mm -hmm. and your nervous system mm -hmm. needs activation and relaxation. So if you think about it, if a, if a woman starts losing her sex drive and a man is trying all the time and feeling rejected because perhaps she's just not interested for whatever reason. Mm. Um, and he's feeling rejected. And now perhaps he's got a lot of stress at work and he's quite tired. So if he's not keeping those endorphins and those, um, those, those beautiful hormones and chemicals flowing that happen when we have pleasure and when we are intimate with someone, um, if those aren't flowing all the time and it can, it can have an impact on him, but ultimately, it's very rare to have couples that always have exactly the same libido and sex drive. It mm. doesn't balance. So there always has to be an understanding that normal is what is normal for your particular relationship design. It's not necessarily normal for the general public. Um, I was actually, I'm actually part of a Facebook group called The Village. Mm. And there was an anonymous post the other day of a woman saying, uh, my husband has asked me for more sex. And um, I just think that three times a week when we're in our 50s is enough. And I'm thinking, my goodness, that's Gosh. a lot of energy. Three times a week when you're in your 50s. Can <laughs> I please then say, again, I my version of normal is different, you know. Can I just say, I aspire to be just that lady one day when I'm in my 50s. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, I mean, may the universe forever be in my favor. I'm going to be highly sex driven until I'm 80. <laughs> Can I say something here? Yeah. We, libido per se. So if the one is um, has a higher libido than the other, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So you don't need to necessarily have sex with. We're not skinning cat. any cats here, though. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record. That's awful. My husband, pet cat. I won't go there. No, let's not. Let's, let's not have not this conversation there. again. Where's okay. the bell? We said last week we're going to have a bell. We're going to ring the bell. Okay, so just think about it. If your husband is the one that has the the more um, excitable libido to you you can engage in body work you can truly gift him a brilliant session of body work you can gift him lingam massage there's oral sex there's i was so gonna say you mean blowjob right <laughs> so there's there's more than one way to skin a cat maybe you as a woman are not in a mood but that doesn't mean that he has to suffer and the biggest thing is communication between the primary couple, the diet needs to be in communication and open and honest communication. And mm. then also you can look at alternative relationship styles. If there is a libido um, imbalance, 
you can look at different relationship styles that may suit the libido imbalance, that may accommodate one of the partners um, more ethically in their desires. When you say a relationship styles, uh, what are you referring to? To consensual non-monogamy, polyamory. Woohoo! Yes. So Sorry. don't <laughs> <laughs> There's a little woohoo in the background. That makes me giggle. <laughs> Sorry, that's me. I'm like, that's that's my love it. Okay, so these are things that we need to consider when we're talking about libido. It's not only about fixing his libido or fixing her libido or fixing, fixing. Sometimes it doesn't require fixing. It requires decent communication and alternative structures that will work for the diet in fulfilling both of their individual sexual needs. Let me just say to our vanilla listeners, right, um, I know Dr. M personally and I know her very well, by no means does this mean if your husband is pumping steroids and he's a gym bunny and he wants too much sex from you, that you need to like allow him to go off and be a swinger and you stay at home, right? We don't take one for the team. Remember, we said that yeah. in season one. What this just means is taking a look at your relationship and your intimate relationship from a different perspective and visiting different avenues. Go to somebody like Annie at the Intimacy International Coaching Center, go and see an intimate, uh, an intimacy coach, go and see a therapist. There's nothing necessarily wrong with you or your relationship if you go and see a therapist. Therapy is long, no, not only important and necessary when there's something wrong. You sometimes need it to keep things healthy and th keep things on check. I, I, yeah, I also think it's important for people to know that, you know, the typical, oh, we've got to go to the therapist, let's go as a couple, go to couple therapy. Yes, I understand that, you know, that that could be a thing. But also, I mean, if you're having a, a problem in your relationship, you don't necessarily have to take the plunge and go to the therapist. I mean, we've 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 like expanded beyond that in, in, in technical terms. There's video calls, there's, you know, you can have a video call in the comfort of your lounge and have the conversation with someone, even if it's only the initial conversation have the conversation with annie you know do that do that video call if need be because it's important to know that you don't have to physically go to a place because that's 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 like trauma for some yeah, people that's terrifying for people do you understand I what mean, i'm saying yeah and you get me terrifying for people i do and dr m was so right when she says that there's so many other things you can do and start with and one of the reasons why i teach the way i do is to give comfort and safety to people for each individual because not everyone's in ready to open up their relationship or go and have a threesome or go and start swinging or do some of these things that are very exciting and lovely and absolutely juicy and pleasurable but for a lot of people especially in long-term relationships who've got kids and have got parents and you know well i mean most of us have parents but you know what i mean it might be hanging around near the house we don't even want to have our sex toys in our side cupboard in case somebody finds them you know for a lot of people that's going to be far too out there so what mm -hmm. they want is a nice, safe introduction. And what um, Dr. M was saying earlier is so important as well about, she was talking about lingam massage, for example. So when a man is having difficulties with erection or suddenly the waterworks and the hydraulics are not working the way they used to. And of course this evokes panic because this yes. is like the, the, if I don't have an erection, how am I gonna satisfy my partner is the mm. thought that many men would have. Now, as women, we know that that's not true there are so many ways to so intense many pleasure it's that so two-hour orgasm yeah, so i had true. had nothing to do with an erection it you had know, to do so with toys it had, no it didn't have anything to do with toys no it's a technique 
It's just a technique. But I mean, I know the technique. It's never mind. I'll show you. But it's it's, it's, it's a technique that's been around for thousands of years. I I know it. Having this beautiful experience of extended pleasure is amazing, and you can also gift that to a man, and he does not need, or he. In fact, we actually discourage erection when we're doing what they call. Um, quiet lingam work. So it's mm. taking all the pressure off a man to perform. Now, when he's going to work and he's being a provider and he's being a man and he's running his testosterone, he's always under pressure to perform. So mm. when is it his time to actually lie back and receive and receive sensuality, receive love and pleasurable touch with no demand on erections? So that's one of the things we teach. If the erectile to call it a dysfunction is actually not even true because often you have to learn to become a master lover you actually have to learn to let go of needing an erection and choosing when you have an erection so i, I and that I, does I, happen with I, age I, as well i absolutely love that uh, firstly i want to say um how do some of our listeners get a hold of you kinky bunny i hope you're taking notes because this one needs to be posted on the on the app please um if somebody wants to book an intimacy session with either you or dr m uh, dr m i'll get to you now how do they get hold of you annie well dr m is on um, our website as well she's one of okay, our brilliant. How, do, how do our um, listeners get www.intimacycoachinternational.com Okay, brilliant. So I also want to mention to the listeners, even the even the guys in the non-monogamous relationship facets, right? Even the guys that are in a dynamic where they have extra partners or different partners, even those males sometimes have problems with their drive and with their erections. Just because you struggle to get an erection or because you struggle with your libido or sex drive does not mean that there's something wrong with you. I think mostly the, the um, male gender of our society lately need to get out of their fucking heads because it's a a big mental block when it comes to most men where they just feel like i'm not manly enough i don't think like i can do this i can't pleasure my my partner because i can't get an erection or i don't have a high sex shop no bullshit guys there's other ways and means and you need to get into touch with somebody like annie or like dr m that can help and guide and teach you through it holly what do you want to say on that so there's so there's there's two questions I want to ask quickly um, with reference to what Annie was just saying now. Are you referring to a prostate massage? Is that no, no, okay, no, because that's also terrifying for a lot of men. <laughs> no, no, I just want like, to don't go anywhere near my bottom. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to understand if that's what you're referring to because obviously um, I know that men can have multiple orgasms through that. Yes, they can. Because, they can. Yeah. And, and the prostate massage techniques and that can be incredible for people who are comfortable with working yes, with of course. nerves around the anus and also for health. Because, um, you know, as you as you grow older, your prostate can enlarge and regular prostate massage is not a bad idea. But for a lot of people, that's going to completely freak them out. So, yes, of always, course. you know, what's going to be comfortable for you? Um, I like what Dr. M was saying earlier as well about desire being a separate thing from erection and from libido and our desire for life. Because sometimes somebody can still have an erection if they want it, but they've got no desire. Drive They've got a desire, desire for drive that intimacy. For sex. And that exactly. can happen for a multiple exactly. of reasons. Sometimes mm. it's from boredom. Um, I've seen it amongst people who are very sexually adventurous. Sometimes what happens is they've sort of done it all and they get bored. And so sometimes the desire diminishes because they're not going sideways in their journey into pleasure. They're just looking for the next big experience. So there's, there's lots of ways to look at this thing. It's, it's such a huge topic. 
Dr. M, what do you have to say on this topic? Okay, for me, it really goes more about communication between the couple. And I'm uh, very big on the communication. When the man discovers, let's call it erectile dysfunction or some problem, he needs to communicate. The wife needs to communicate or the partner or the living partner or whatever relationship dynamic you have going there. Communicate. I think that's one of the biggest problems. We assume, we're all up in our heads, so we assume, oh, my partner's going to leave me because I have erectile dysfunction or I don't have a strong libido or something like that. So communication and also communicate your expectations within the good point, um, the sexual part of it. So I know you can't achieve an erection, but would you mind gifting me oral sex in return? My expectation is X, Y, Z or something to that effect. So it shouldn't only just go about the um, erection or no erection. Take it into communication. Without communication, you can medication and erection all you like. It's not going to work. I mean, this is also something that we repeat religiously on Lola's Lessons, right? Is the fact that communication within your intimate relationship is absolutely key. It's one of your most powerful, like, experts, things that you need to add to your relationship. It's just being open and honest in your communication and being able to communicate freely within your intimate relationship. I, I like the fact, um, Dr. Emin, you mentioned this earlier, is the fact that if you've got a um, an issue with your sex drive or your libido um, within the male um, you know, facet, you don't necessarily have to have an erection and have to be able to gift your partner with sex. You can still lie back, get like a lingam massage or just gift your partner with something special to them. And I remember very clearly or very vividly, should I say, um, when Dr. M joined us at the Sexpo now this year. Holly, you missed that that day. It was a Saturday. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you already, you already left. So Holly joined us the evening, the Friday. We, we started Lola's lessons that we kicked uh, season two off from the sex expo, the sex expo, my, my apologies. We kicked it off um, with an interview with um, Arthur Calamiris. And then on Saturday, Dr. M came through to the sex expo and we did our very first a couple connect workshop and we did it both on a lingam massage as well as a yoni massage and something like that and um annie spoke about this earlier as well it's absolutely beautiful and powerful in the sense that it still gives you that intimacy between you and your partner without necessarily having to go to the sexual level and that is absolute prize because it creates that bond that you otherwise wouldn't have and enough of that i'm telling you i I've done a linger massage because I now know yeah. how Dr. M taught me very, like very decently. And she probably learned this, like, I don't know, along the way, but she does it. Gosh, guys, I mean, poor Mr. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I, I actually practiced this linger massage afterwards. And I can, I can personally vouch and attest that is an absolutely beautiful thing to, um, to give to your partner. Yes, so now we, we're talking about what a lingo massage, we've spoken about lingo massage. Do you want to explain to people what it is? Uh, let's go to Dr. M. Let's Dr. Uh, Dr. M? M explain. Um, 
This is more something <laughs> Annie would be able to answer. Okay. Let's we, go to Annie we, we want a very simple answer so that, you know, our, our guests who don't have a clue can understand what that is. Um, well, Dr. M would have done this just as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, it's it's not a happy ending massage. No. What a Lingam massage is, is it's a tantric, neo-tantric styled massage to actually extend pleasure throughout the body beyond the genitals. So it often doesn't actually start with touching the genitals at all. It starts with relaxing the nervous system, different sorts of breathing um, and sensuality. Because for a lot of men, they very much understand what sexuality is and what that hot fire um, energy feels like, what we call eros. But that bliss ecstasy state is something that a lot of men do not get to experience because a lot of their sexual interaction is friction based and quite quick because of the patterning of growing up with not being caught if they are self-pleasuring etc etc that's another topic for another whole show so what yes, a lean massage is is basically it's genital massage but not with an outcome expected because expect expectations are resentments waiting to happen so what you do with the lingam massage is you allow it to go wherever it needs to go for the person who is receiving it and you're teaching you're treating the body as a holistic whole instead of ignoring the genitals so if you learn sensual massage for example most people would stay away from the breasts and the genitals because those are areas we just don't touch in in therapy but with a lingam massage, especially between a couple who already have love and trust between them and fairly good communication, you are taking the touch into a different arena. Also, you're not touching for an erection. So most times when men are touched, it's because they are supposed to perform or they are supposed to be sexually aroused. With lingam massage, you're actually learning how to touch the genitals to integrate them into the body emotionally, physically, spiritually and obviously intimately so i've two questions for you annie firstly i see one of our readers just um asked the question um are you referring to holistic hole h-o or holistic hole in in its entirety <laughs> w-h but i suppose both could Big work I mean, michael. michael is, is it, very funny is it a holistic <laughs> hole or a horror hole let's not get into that right now so my second question annie is um when we speak about a linger massage would you would you say or um in your opinion would a regular linger massage be helpful to a male that um, struggles with libido or struggles with sex drive or struggles with these hormones yeah i would um there's a number of different reasons for that i mean i'm sure dr m can go into more of the sort of um the list of of reasons why why that would work but there's there's a magic in conscious touch and when you are doing a massage in this way with this sort of intention and energy um sometimes i just have to call it magic because i can't explain it i can tell you about the chemicals i can tell you about the anatomy and i can tell you why it's happening and why the communication changes but sometimes it's just magic and incredibly pleasurable i mean dr m what do you what do you have to add that to that because i mean it can be incredibly therapeutic <laughs> It is very therapeutic. So if you go back to um, the medical research on prem babies, they really encourage you to touch your prem baby, to hold your prem baby as much as possible. And it's the magic in that touch 
that you extend to your partner in linger massage as well. It's not only, it's therapeutic, it's healing, it's bonding, um, and it's also healthy for the person's own body, their own state of mind, their well-being, marital well-being, psychological well-being. Dr. M, listening to you. Oh, no, that's what I want to say. We can go, the medical stuff is medical stuff, and I don't want to get involved in medical stuff here. But, um, yes, it's just like you would with a prem baby. That touch is vital. And why are we leaving the genitals out? Why do we keep sex in a separate box marked, we can only do this when we're feeling sexy? What happened to play? What happened to laughter? What happened to fun? What happened to conscious touch with no expectation? I call them Smacking a bum when you walk through the kitchen. Yeah, and, and it really is about, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, learning new techniques on how to touch each other can be absolutely revolutionary, especially when you hit midlife, because things change. You're not meant to have the same sex life in your 40s and 50s that you had in your 20s. Your, your, your energy is different. Your, your creativity is different. Uh, you know, in your 20s, your body is designed to procreate. The selfish gene wants to continue. And a lot of your eros will be fiery. It'll be hot and heavy. Men hit their sexual peak in the sense that their sexual peak is about how many ejaculations they have or how quickly their rebound time is. Now, I personally feel that sexual peak is when your partner is completely satisfied or partners, you know, because then you are a sexual master. It's not just about how much sex and pleasure you can have. It's how much sexual pleasure and Good point. intimacy can you share with others. That's what makes mastery. Not just It's not just about you. But anyway, you don't have the same sex life in your 20s that you do in your 40s. Unless, I mean, think about going to the gym. You wouldn't even design a program at the gym that was the same for a 45-year-old as you would for a 19-year-old. So why are we trying to have the same sex life? And often this midlife... Um, crisis or erectile dysfunction or libido failing for men that they hear so much bad stuff about and they question themselves about it can be a midlife awakening. Mm-hmm. It can be a time in their life where they actually learn to become a master lover because it's not about the friction-based pleasure anymore. It's about pleasure as a practice. I absolutely love that. So I'm going to go to a couple of listener questions. And the first question is actually not from a listener, but from our very own technical director. So our technical director, and either a Dr. M or Annie can take this question, our technical, our technical director wants to know, when, from an age perspective, does a man's natural testosterone level start to dwindle? So before I get to the question and before somebody answers, I want to find out. Is testosterone your biggest um, contributing factor when it comes to a man's sex drive and libido? Yeah, it's the male sex hormone. It's the male sex hormone. But women have testosterone as well. But for men, it's sex hormone. And and men have estrogen as well, right? So So if the male's testosterone starts to dwindle, so will his libido. Mm. Okay. And um, when, from an age perspective, Dr. M, does a man's natural testosterone normally start to dwindle? When does, when it, does it go on, on to the decrease? So I would say when you hit 40, 45, but it can be any age. Please mm-hmm. remember that there's no hard and fast rule for this. It can happen at any age for any varied amount of reasons. 
Mm. Yeah, it can, it, can, it can be nutrition, it can be yes. stress-based, yes. it can be um, hormone-based if you're on chronic meds, it can affect yes. libido. Antidepressants, for example, SSRIs. Thank you for mentioning um, that. Is a a huge huge, it has a huge, ex, uh, a huge effect on, on sex drive for the friction-based erection and orgasm. I mean, in however, males and females, both yes, are both factors however, in everybody. SSRIs can be incredible if you're willing to be patient and stop expecting to tip into orgasm the way you used to. Please, why let us explain do, what SSRIs are. Uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Now, I'm, I'm speaking here from personal experience after going through surgical menopause um, and suddenly having no hormones. I actually stood in front of my husband and cried and said, I don't know how I'm going to be an authentic intimacy coach anymore because the idea of sex right now makes me feel like I never want to have it ever again. Oh, wow. And I cried and I said, That's I'm worried that to meet your needs, I'm not going to be able to meet your needs and I'm not going to be able to teach authentically. Because they you know, removed my ovaries, they removed my womb, they removed my sexual drive, it traumatized my body. And I've managed to get to the other side of that. And let me tell you, it's just as good. And I've had some even newer and better experiences. But it took a lot of work and understanding things. And I teach people worldwide about this stuff. And I was worried. So when a man hits andropause, which is the male equivalent of menopause, you know, you can understand how people can think, well, that's it. It's gone. So I'd need to just suck it up and just realize so when does that happen? companions. It can happen at any point that the hormone levels are unbalanced or the nervous system is not in alignment. So can mm. someone just take a pill and fix this? Like, you know, extra testosterone? Yeah, not really. You know, the thing about medicine is that it's a, it's a sledgehammer. It's a brilliant sledgehammer, let me tell you. Um, I mean, I'm on HRT and I have to say it, it certainly helped me a lot Again. because suddenly I had no ovaries and hormonally I was just empty. My skin was itchy. I was really struggling. So uh, the medicine is an amazing tool, but I think there's a both and approach to this. I often say to men who feel like they still want to take their Cialis or their Viagra because they just want to be guaranteed an erection. So they learn all the techniques, they have their wingman, they have their toys ready for just in case there's no erection. So they've made it about pleasure, they've learned the work. But I say to them, you still allowed your wingman. Sometimes medicine, knowing you've got that, that tablet that can help you is, um, is an amazing thing because it's a confidence booster. So but, I, it's, I, but it's a sledgehammer. So the, the balance and intricacies of pleasure in the body, it's a fine tuning. So the one is mm -hmm. a bucky and the other one is a sports car. You know, medicine is a bucky will get you there. But the sports car fine tuning of the engine is the things you have to learn about nutrition, about breathing, about your health levels, having health checks, all of those sorts of things. So it was quite interesting earlier that you mentioned diabetes being a, a concern. Can you talk a bit more about that? Well, Before, not really okay. because I'm not a doctor. So maybe... Dr. M could take that. But diabetes does affect libido hugely and can affect erection as well. Okay. Before we hear from Dr. M on um, the, the medical and the academic aspect of this, we need to go to break because we've already been chit-chatting about sex and libido and like sex drive for the past 43 minutes. So we're going to go to a slight commercial break. Give us about 12 minutes. I mean, Holes, have you got your... Um, Tequila? No, I'm going to get it. <laughs> please, please just like stick to one or two. <laughs> 
because I know, like, I know Holly Valencia so well by now. I mean, I've done, like, almost an entire season with her, right? When it comes to the second half of the show, you can hear this one is very chatty. Like, she's <laughs> dipped into that tequila bottle pop. But it makes it so exciting. I'm going to go fill up my shampoos, <laughs> and then I'm going to go have the longest smoke of my life, because, yes, I am a smoker. But um, before that, let me just say thank you to all of our loyal listeners. We've got Big Red back out, back online this evening. Devilish Diva, as always, baby. It's a pleasure having you here. Medusa, I mean, that's my five, my other and favorite Maya. redhead. Maya, we'll get to that one now. Medusa, um, she would be the owner of Kinky Candles. So if anybody hears the, um, the advertisement for Kinky Candles now and they've got a question, they can just pop the question on the actual app. We've got Akash, Akash, hi, welcome back, motherfucker. We've got Gwen <laughs> Parker, Stephen. Guys, thank you so much for joining in and listening. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Go fill your drinks, grab your seats, get comfortable, and get those lubes ready. We're going to a small commercial break. We'll be back in a jiffy. Are you interested in wax play? Looking for something to spice things up? Kinky candles are blended wax play candles. Our candles are carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure that your pleasure is only limited by your imagination. Get your kinky candles at 079-461-6001 and 079-461-6001 That's kinky candles with two Ks.
Sometimes we're looking for the more, but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words, like me, play, toys, fun, games, cheekiness, with, intimacy, connection, relationships. And finally me, it starts with self, and that is something that Play With Me stands for. Play With Me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the Gantry in Four Ways, or find us at www.playwithme.co.za. If you're looking for that more, please get in touch. Guilty pleasure. 
views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. The posts, pages and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised. We're back. Good evening and welcome back, Lustfuls. I hope you guys have refilled your drinks, grabbed yourself a nice, comfy, relaxing seat. Hopefully, you guys are dressed in something comfy and easily accessible so that we can go and get our freak on afterwards, Lustfuls. You're back on air with Lola, Holly, Dr. M and Annie with tonight's episode on sex drive and libido. Last week we did you guys a little favor by explaining how hormones affect your sex drive when you are female. Tonight is all about the boys, baby. La la la. <laughs> 
loves being all about the boys. Let's be honest. Tonight, we want to make sure that all of our male listeners understand what libido and sex drive is and how it affects them as men and our men in society. Remember, guys, your sex drive, your libido, and your need or want for sex does not define you. It does not make you any more or any less masculine. I want to get back to my fabulous co-host, baby. I mean, we're lucky enough to have a video call going on, so I can I see know, you just kind of love. sitting back, relaxing, reclining in that gamer in my chair gaming of chair. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a full-on gamer girl. <laughs> During the break, you had to watch me tie my hair. How fascinating was that? That was that was very interesting. It took a very long time. I, I think you're very skilled in that manner. <laughs> Listen, it's the nails. Can you see these nails? I mean, they're no, not I nails. See, they're claws. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. M's just got her pen in her, like, in her hand and it looks like she's doing the most amounts of calculations or notes. So I hope our listeners take a page out of Dr. M's book and I hope they've got their notepads and their pens at the ready because take notes, make sure you jot everything down because people tend to forget. And, this and if is they don't, we can download this. They can download this ladder and listen again, you know. I mean, honestly, yes, because um, that's what we do this for. But at the same token, if you've got a busy life like Lola, you don't have time to re-listen to an episode that you've already listened to. Gotcha. So, um, like, be clever and just write everything down. Then you don't have to go and download and re-listen. For all of our listeners still with us, thank you very much. For all of our new listeners that just joined in, welcome. And I hope you guys are going to experience a really informative episode. I want to go back to Dr. M and I want to ask um, how do we increase our libido or not our libido, how do our male listeners um, increase their libido or their sex drive um, naturally? Is there a way for them to increase it naturally if you don't have a partner to like go the whole linger massage situation? How do they do it? Okay, I'm actually glad you asked that question. <laughs> That's why I have my pencil in my hand. <laughs> because I want to discuss diet and certain foods that increase testosterone. Naturally. And You're yummy. kidding. I, I'm, I'm no, very I'm interested good. to know about the foods. So am I. Yes. Naturally, yes. it increases your testosterone. That's like eating iron and then you don't have iron deficiency anymore. Is that <laughs> what we're talking about, guys? <laughs> So eat a piece of steak and get an erection along with it. I mean, that's the perfect male price. And a piece of steak, uh, um, cost a light and an erection. That's like I'm, a male. I'm, 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 thinking more, I'm thinking more along the, the, the lines of like asparagus or uh, so you, you guide us. Yeah, I'm not so sure about asparagus anyway. Or so pineapple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some food um, types that do increase your testosterone and also help you with um, sperm production, etc. So the first one is apples. What? Apples, the very thing that Eve gave Adam and created all the sin. Okay. You've got to be oh. fucking kidding my life. Finish <laughs> <laughs> now. The skin. The skin of apples actually contains um, chemical compounds and antioxidants. Okay, wait, guys, I have to tell you, I'm going to buy like 24 apples tomorrow. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, it um, protects from prostate cancer and increases blood flow to the penis. 
You so like, are kidding my life. I'm not. And it is, in some research, purported to increase female libido. So there was a reason. <laughs> That's oh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm buying apples. Apple okay. pie, apple yep, pie. Yes, <laughs> okay. So one of our listeners, Dr. M, one of our listeners want to know, does green or red matter? No. Oh, good, good question. It's okay. in the skin. It's in the skin of the apple, so no. Apples are apples. So, so also, listeners, please, if you guys already have a high sex drive, don't go buying all the apples. Like, leave it for the less fortunate. <laughs> Like people who didn't have beer during lockdown. <laughs> Listen, also, Lotus Lessons is trending number nine internationally, right? There's going to be a shortage South Africa, I'm just saying. Thank you later, later, farmers. <laughs> you need your apples Here's during lockdown. Next... Oh, yeah, please give us the next one. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so avocados. Oh, so I love avocado. avocado. Yes, lovely, lovely. so do I, naturally. So not only does it have a very high content of vitamin B6 and zinc, but along with omega-3 fatty acids, avocados increase your energy and boost your sexual stamina. So if you want to go that extra mile... Stamina! you kidding. Okay, yes. Natural. How much, but like, how much avocado do you have to have for it to like actually make? <laughs> Fucking plant a tree, because baby! I'm telling you, babe, I've got a tree in my garden, so I want to know like how many of those do I need to feed my my partners? I'm moving to Holly's. Just you know what? Start off with half an avocado and then work your way. Because remember, you don't. Oh no, do so much water. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever keeps you from not growing up wonderful if it works for you it works for you so bananas oh, i know about bananas okay but don't use them incorrectly peel them and eat them okay. i'm sorry Dr. M, you've got me finished i'm gonna fall off my gaming chair so no freezing bananas and like also no bananas were hurt or harmed in during in this the recording of this episode yes <laughs> No, no, of okay. course, like, so, so the eating of bananas, but again, like, again, I'm, I'm wondering, do you have one banana, two bananas, you know, three no, bananas? Keep moderation. I always go for moderation because that's me. Okay. I like things to be tidy. Moderation. The minute you overdo it, you're going to get gnawed. Okay, got I mean, what, watch the South African men now, right? I mean, <laughs> I can just see the South African men going to the supermarket tomorrow and they've got this grocery list and it says buy pampers and wet wipes and like baby formula. They come back with like two packets of apples, avocado, bananas. And the wives are all going, what the what? actual what? fuck? That's not what I said, buy. <laughs> That's not something you normally eat. Okay, carry on, carry on. Okay, so this is fascinating. Thing. I'm loving this. Brazil nuts. Did you know that Brazil nuts have been linked to increased sperm production and motility? In other words, the oh. sperm moves faster. So oh, the wow. person will come harder or faster? Or sorry, that's sorry, that's, just repeat. Does that mean the person will come harder or faster, or does it just mean that there's more sperm? It just means the there's just more stronger. sperm. Yeah, I uh, can't vouch for whether they come harder and faster. <laughs> that varies for each person individually. That's depending on the sexual activity. One of the um, listeners, the Dr. M, is asking also oysters. Casanova yes, used to yes, eat more than oysters. 100 oysters a day. Is this, is this true or is it a myth? Um, yeah, I don't know if you can eat 100 oysters. 
But you yes, know what I mean? Oysters in general. Is oysters yes, really are, yes, 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 yes. They are in so, aphrodisiac. It's on my list, yeah. It's the very last one because I can't stand oysters. I think I don't eat seafood. No I seafood love, for like, oh, oh, listen, oh, listen. Oh, oysters, oh, I'll feed them to any of my men. Okay, Let's hear the rest of it. Yeah, I'm okay, dying to hear so, the rest. Um, cashews, by the way. Cashews are a source of zinc. They boost testosterone and block the enzymes that convert testosterone to estrogen. So when oh. a man, I'm being dead serious. So the, the testosterone is what gives him the libido. So by eating cashews, he's boosting that testosterone and he's also blocking the, uh, the, the enzymes that convert it to estrogen that will lower his libido. And it's an wow. actual sex drive enhancer for men. So guess what we're eating in this house from now on. Oh, yes. No, listen, I've got my list. I'm busy with doing my shopping list right now. I'm downloading <laughs> this episode afterwards and taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's worth it. <laughs> Did you know that chilies elevate your levels of testosterone? I knew about chilies. No wonder I'm so manly because I eat a shit like, like a ton of chilies. <laughs> also, that's probably... That's possibly why I'm so hot, because, I mean, I eat a shit. You're so hot. <laughs> Listen, darling, until you've tried my chilies, you have not tried chili sauce. So I'm going to bring some when I see you next on Friday. I mean, thank you. My birthday's July. <laughs> okay. The next, the next um, foods, whatever, that is an aphrodisiac, and it's one that I love, live on, is chocolate. I mean, kind of like chocolate. Also, because it increases your serotonin and you're like happy, you're happy. Dopamine um, levels. Yes, levels. There we go. Do you think? No. Do you think it's weird? Like, I don't like chocolate. I'm not like a big chocolate person. Is that weird? That's weird. Dark chocolate. That's weird. I never ever have something negative to say. But you know what? That's weird. A person that doesn't love chocolate. So what Dark do you? Dark chocolate. Tequila no, and oysters, by the sounds of things. Tequila and oysters, babe. Don't give me chocolate. <laughs> oh, exactly. You got me, Annie. I love you already. <laughs> I'm like, oh. um, give me tequila and oysters. And in, in fact, give me the oyster in the tequila and give me an oyster tequila shot. I'm, I'm game for that. I'm very much a savory person. Okay. Next on the list of things. She's literally, sorry, she's literally okay. picking, she's literally looking at me like I'm, like I'm, like, the devil in college. I can't fathom this. Okay, next one. Cranberries. Did uh, you know that they synthesize the sex hormone and reduce stress levels? And also it's good for your for your bladder. I yep. was going to say, don't, don't, doesn't mm. cranberries like affect your bladder in some way? Mm. Cranberry no, tequila know. shots and oysters, dark chocolate uh, to follow. I'm like Annie. Annie, we're hanging out with you. Like it's happening. I'm coming to visit you. Uh, also, she's got the best voice for radio, don't you think? Goodness gracious! Yeah, yes, Doctor M, back to you because sorry, she's going to start ringing the bell. <laughs> coffee, coffee. Did you know that it strengthens irritation? No, I don't want to so, hear any of this yeah, bullshit. I I'm love, sorry. I love, no, no, no. Coffee's bad for men. No, it's not true. My husband makes me, listen, I have a husband and multiple partners, but my, my husband makes me coffee every morning. He gives me two cups of coffee before I even get out of bed. And he has those two cups of coffee with me. And we generally have a bit of naughty, naughty before we get out of bed. So I, I, I'm, I'm advocating for the coffee. Two to three cups of coffee help prevent erectile dysfunction. For starters, and it strengthens erection because 
it allows more blood flow to the penis. Mm -hmm. So um, um, now we need to be specific. Is it um, is it caffeine free or is it uh, no, no, caffeinated? That's not caffeine. Caffeine. Normal proper caffeine. coffee. Coffee, proper coffee, like not, not drink coffee. But it's yeah. bad. For, but but coffee's coffee is bad for any men, any man over forty or over fifty. Like it increases no. your your chances of heart attacks and shit, isn't wait, it? Wait, wait, we've got We've got doctors here. Let them let them answer that. No, no, I'm no, asking, no, no. is it? Okay. <laughs> you no, know, anything you do in excess hmm. can become problematic. It Besides, for sex, you can't eat. have sex in excess. You can break something, you can actually pull a muscle or something. So <laughs> you have to do everything in moderation. Otherwise, you're gonna get into trouble. Okay. okay next on the list. Do you know what is nature's Viagra? No, let's hear it. Wild oats. No way. Wild oats. Sowing your wild oats. Exactly. Exactly. No way. Oats like jungle oats. Like jungle oats, yes. You're joking. I promise you, it helps cure erectile dysfunction by relaxing the blood vessels and helps you achieve orgasm. Oats, I'm being dead serious. I'm sorry, I'm 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 very concerned about this oats one. That one doesn't sit well with me. But yeah, every that one in chocolate. Uh, uh no. But I'm listening. I'm still listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next it's, one. It's not about the female hormones; it's about the males. No, I know, but I'm like, my husband doesn't eat oats, but he's 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 perfectly fine, and so are my partner. So, like, I'm like, eh, uh, it's I fine. You've got a huge <laughs> list to choose from. <laughs> exactly, I've got options. <laughs> so, olive oil um, is also it increases the libido because it increases testosterone. Oh, oh wow! It's hey. a pretty that good was, massage a oil good too. A is good it? massage oil, Annie. Yeah, you might smell like a Mediterranean buffet, but it's also <laughs> it's user friendly and it tastes good. I love that. And it's very organic and very very good for stretch marks as well. It's, it might be a bit expensive though, you know, Olive just oil. saying for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, if you get the good stuff. <laughs> I look, I, I get the good stuff. That's um, I know the prices. Sorry, moving on. So, so Doctor, and before you continue with your list, this is actually quite a long list, and I'm actually really, really glad to hear about this because there's a lot of things that people can eat. Well, that that are um, male. Um, members can eat to increase their libido and their sex drive. How long is this list still going to be? I'm waiting to hear if there's steak on it. No. <laughs> yes, let's no, hear. How, how, how long is the list still? How long is no, the list still? I'm just going to do one more because we've already done oysters. I'm going to do garlic. Garlic as well. Yes, because I know about garlic. So can I also ask, sorry, before you continue, I, I want to just finish my question. Um, <laughs> but can we have this list? Is there any way that you can quickly WhatsApp it to me and I can send it to our, mm. our, our marketing manager, Kinky Bunny, mm. so that she can post these um, these items on the actual app because we've got like over 40 listeners at the moment so that they can also see and take notes for in case they maybe missed something. So let me let you finish your list now and then okay. maybe just send it to me. Yes, I'll email it to you right now. Yes, of course. There's a whole lot of other ones here that they can look at, but these are the main ones that I think I think are more well known. So Tell us more about garlic. Garlic. You need yeah. to put it in everything except chocolate. I do. <laughs> except chocolate. Except chocolate. <laughs> and cranberries. You don't want to have garlic and cranberries and garlic know, and apples and garlic. I need to know, Annie, do you like chocolate? Are you a big chocolate fan? Oh, yes. <laughs> Guys, there's and something wrong with darker me. Darker the better. And really good coffee. 
black yeah coffee. Me too. It's very very good coffee Okay. So it's very easy, guys. Just get yourself some chocolate, some chocolate body paint, right? I mean, eat it all for. Okay, so we can end the episode now. We've got the answers to everything. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, I'm going to go to you, and I want to find out, in your opinion and in your experience, right? Um, when it comes to masturbation, and I mean, Doctor M and myself are very big supporters of masturbating in both males and females but when it comes to masturbation is there any way that our male listeners that have problems with their libido or their sex drive um, when they masturbate frequently can it help or will it decrease your your chances of um or i have a follow-up your libido after and, sex, you. and sex drive well you want to avoid anything that's going to run to excess so for example, if you really only can use pornography, example, to self-pleasure, and you're watching more and more taboo things to try and get to the same level of desire so you can tip into ejaculation, um, it's going to become a problem eventually because you're going to run out of experiences to watch or things to watch. Mm. So you want to learn to go sideways with your self-pleasure. So you want to include more things. Um, I, I would like to return to what Dr. M said earlier about communication as well. Is it's very hard for men to communicate some of these things because we don't have the languaging, um, you know, around because we we have the word erection and then we have the word non-erection. So there's a whole level, there's a whole bunch of different levels of erection from semi-chubby, which is a very scientific term, right through to full erection or fire erection and to quiet lingam, which is not having an erection at all, but being aroused and still feeling desire in the body. So the, the communication and the languaging is very important when it comes to these things as well. Excess of self-pleasuring or masturbation can become a problem, yes. But also if you're not feeling any desire and your sex drive is low, sometimes watching something juicy is just enough for some gentle self-pleasuring just to get the chemicals flowing again, just to get that oxytocin starting, that sensuality starting. Um, and that's important as a pleasure discipline, especially if you've got low sex drive or low libido. Change your diet. Absolutely don't eat heavy, rich, fatty meals. Get your health checked. Get your levels and your blood tests done. Take your supplements. Eat the correct foods and be gentle with yourself. So my, my follow-up question, underwear or no underwear? Um, right now I've still got my knickers on, but um I don't, I love this woman. I mean, no wonder Dr. Emma is such a like such an avid like supporter of this female because I love her too. Listen, I, I, I'm I, one of Dr. M's biggest fans. She is so <laughs> fabulous. She makes me laugh so much, and she is so brilliant in how she has applied the work and how she has expanded her modalities and uh, i just i have the utmost sorry i want to go back to underwear or not underwear <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna mute this woman's mic <laughs> no i'm serious it's a thing like some guys sorry let me tell you why it's a thing so um some of my whether or not you know me i'm a hot wife blah blah, blah. some of my guys yes, you are from your picture yes absolutely. oh thank you love um <laughs> so some of my guys um they advocate for no underwear but then Others say that the fact that they're not wearing underwear means there's constant stimulation, which means when it comes to actual um, sexual stimulation, they over 
overstimulated. Yeah. I've got a follow-up question to this one That's going to depend on a couple of things because whether you're circumcised okay. or uncircumcised. That's another question. That was going to be my next um, one, yeah. And yeah. then also if you're looking for sperm production and you're looking for libido, the, the testicles and the genitals are on the outside for a reason. There's a slightly lower temperature there. Um, mm. So it's actually you know letting everything swing and dangle and get some air is a good idea not necessarily at work or in a meeting <laughs> however you know so context is important public um, indecency is not what we stand for and during a heat wave can you let your bits dangle i think it's a good idea so i've got a question right and um i think a lot of men want to know um I've, after this question i just want to go back to something that one of our listeners asked as well so just give me a chance but um my first question is when it comes to circumcision are we advocating for circumcision or no circumcision especially when you are an adult it's a personal choice. It's that's, a personal that's, choice. that's very personal and for a lot of men who are circumcised there is no returning the bit Correct. that was removed so um there are still enough nerve endings and for men that actually would like to regrow their foreskin there are things online where you could actually use weights and exercises wow. to stretch the skin back over so that if you are having a problem with over uh, stimulation uh, mm. because there's Good there's, point. there's no yeah. hoodie if you're not wearing yes. a hoodie and you get overstimulated it's the same with the clitoral hood um, it, women can get overstimulated if their clitoral hood is is, is slightly smaller. That's sorry, that uh, sounds that's, exciting. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes tipping into orgasm too fast isn't fun either. Sometimes you also want to take your time. You don't want sorry, to be exhausted and roll over and mm -hmm. go to sleep. Um, yeah, but but there's not really a circumcised man who can remember both unless they have adult circumcision, which apparently is quite painful. Um, so like, I think it's personal and sometimes it's religious as well. So, you know, you've got to take everyone's version of normal into consideration. And besides, normally when a penis is fully erect, it looks pretty much the same. Yeah, you know? I, I must touch on that. Like Dr. M also always advocates, it's, it's, there's a big difference between going for the contractive orgasm and just like yeah. really enjoying your sexual pleasure right one of our um one of our listeners asked would you recommend and this is going back to a previous topic now would you recommend the massage option for ssri induced ejaculation i hope i'm understanding this question correctly yes the, the lingam um, massage is recommended for anything you must remember that an ejaculation just means you reach orgasm but you're not releasing semen from mm. the penis. Okay, so you could use it. Why not? If you chose to use linger massage as a means to bring forth orgasm, go for it. If that's what tickles your toes, go for it. <laughs> the next question says, can you increase ejaculation amount? Can you increase your... I don't want to say the C-U-M word because we don't want to be obscene, but um, can you increase your ejaculation amount? If you increase your sperm amount, sure. No, like I think this uh, this um, listener is asking spe specifically about the fluid amount. Yes, I actually have never researched that. I've bloody good question. Yeah, I also. So yes, what yes, what we'll do on this question, we're going to jot it down, and then next week when we discuss intimidating initiating initiating sex and the intimidation that goes along with it and with dr so m and dr um, sanet jaya then we'll get back to that question and we'll answer it on air so okay we've discussed what you can eat we've discussed ejaculation and the 
um, impacts thereof. Another interesting question, is it right that your baby boys don't get to say on circumcision? Yeah, no, look, that's not exactly what this topic is, or what this topic or this episode is about. But um, I think you can find a lot of answers for our listener, Michael. You can get a lot of answers on whether um, young children have a say on circumcision, whether it's a choice or um, uh, choice that the parents make or the choice of the child you can get a lot of um answers on that topic and i think it's going to be a diverse you know um debate possibly online but that's not exactly what this topic is about now we have a question about celery yes so then also (laughs) stephen wants to know i've heard i I wanted to say it's hard but anyway i've heard on social media that celery can also increase ejaculation well, can I just answer that? Because I just went onto the medical um, thingy on Google, and it says. Fuck my life, you fast. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely string a sentence together, and you googling, listening, and talking at the same fucking time. This is insane. <laughs> this is why we love her so much, and this is why this is our resident doctor. And that's why I grabbed her up so quickly. I mean, I oh, met yeah, her, and I was like, like "You're mine, 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 mine forever." <laughs> I'll stamp your ass. <laughs> she did the same thing with me. She stamped my ass. <laughs> I'm inclined to think that that whole thing with celery might not be correct because according to the medical net, it says hmm. there is probably no way to increase the semen volume, first of hmm. all. And secondly, men can actually not measure the actual semen volume. Oh, I mean, they can if they come in a cup. But, uh, wait, wait. I have, to, <laughs> I have, no, I have a question. No, no, I have another question. No, no, no. This is important. Is it, is it, okay, so this is like lifestyle. Um, so men who are edging or not coming um, for an extended period of time, if they weigh their balls, like on a kitchen scale, is that a realistic, sorry, it's real, girl, I'm asking, don't look at me like that. Is it, is it realistic that they can be like, okay, well, I haven't come for a week, so I'm, I'm weighing this and I'm, I'm, I'm managing this. If your balls this, hang low, and, if you drop it to in front. Exactly. So it's like, does the cum really um, increase over a period of, yeah, does it build up to to that extent that Um, you can actually No, South African men are all going to go weigh their balls. I'm telling you now, (laughs) weigh their balls, buy apples, buy the hornets, this is what's happening. Clicks, Diskin, thank you. Say thank you to Holly Valencia and Lola because we are are buying kitchen scales. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, she's Googling. (laughs) Look, it's a thing. I'm just I'm asking because I'm asking because um uh, recently somebody weighed their balls for me and I'm just wondering if it's a if it if it's a real true a reflection of um edging I assume you know what edging is if it's a real reflection of edging and not actually coming and then ejaculating at a later stage well, there's also the Taoist methodologies where sometimes the ejaculate returns into or can expel into the bladder. So that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Do you do you are you really worried about the amount of flow because the semen in it, the actual sperm, um, is going to be the same amount you're going to produce a certain amount of sperm or motility. Mm. So if you are worried about fertility, it's not fertility. Worried about your sperm count. So is it you know maybe people just like to have to have very juicy encounters but it's the same with women some women are very juicy 
Some women lubricate easily and some don't. And it's, 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 it's quantifiable, normal to different people. So if you're going to get someone to weigh their balls, for example, you're going to have to <laughs> Sorry, do it guys. scientifically. And you're going to have to do it with like weeks difference and, and amounts of ejaculations. So the Taoists actually do emission charts with how many Ooh. emissions you should have. Taoist sexuality is very practical. So um, if you wanted to do it, I would say do it every week and then discuss the amount of ejaculate. If you're interested in what your balls weigh, weigh them. <laughs> so, okay, getting back to the topic of Yay, increasing sorry, your guys. libido and your sex sorry, life guys. instead <laughs> like, of weighing your balls. Wait, 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 hey, you wait, know wait, what? It's, it's all there's interesting. A, no, there's a, there's, a, there's a counterpoint to this, so just give me some space, Lola. Um, so is if you're if you don't ejaculate every single day or three or four times a day and you ejaculate maybe once a week will that maybe increase your libido to compare to like you masturbating four times a day versus having sex with your partner once a week the tantricas say that it does but i think the reviews are mixed because everyone is quite individual it depends okay. on how much pleasure you want to have and obviously orgasm and ejaculation are two separate processes in the body Got you. And it so also I'm, depends on your um, your level of arousal. You may mm, just not be aroused for a day at or that two point, and yeah. suddenly be aroused all day long. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, so before we end off on this episode, I've got one more legitimate question, right? So a lot of our men in today's society, it's become almost a culture okay for today's males to be in the gym take care of their health take care of their fitness take care of their bodies i mean no, we've spoken about what you put into your body but also when it comes to exercise and i'm speaking specifically about the guys that gym so hard and especially these guys that like to inject right a lot i mean we inject can talk what? about this inject um like steroids right we can talk about this it's it's a it's a topic people are doing it and it's a legitimate question we're not going to stop these guys from injecting themselves with testosterone you know so that they can get big ass bulky muscles but what happens to your libido your sex drive and your natural testosterone production post cycle what happens if you don't go on a post cycle what happens if you don't take care and you just like carry on like poking yourself poking yourself poking yourself you get to a point where you don't want to gym anymore you've now got kids you now got a family you now got a damn work and people bitching and moaning you don't have time you're tired you're irritable you don't go to the gym anymore now your body's used to you injecting yourself with shit that that nature was supplying to you in any case, but you didn't think it was enough. Now that doesn't happen anymore because life happened. And um, how do you increase your natural testosterone level after the fact if you didn't go on post cycle? This is a real thing because a lot of people that used to be gym bunnies have real legitimate issues with their sex drive with their libidos because of the shit they used to do in their younger years how do we combat this shit i really want them to answer that question but i have one last question after that perfect in, in, Dr. M, let's go to you first okay so the first thing is if you're going to be putting things into your body that shouldn't be there or in excess, then it's definitely going to require some form of medical, as in medical intervention for starters. You're going to have to start looking at your diet. You know, if you've reached that 
plateau where you are not doing anything and everything is just getting to you and you're stressed and you this there is no magic pull for that you have to get mm. up off your backside and you have to then start walking you have to start watching what you're eating you have to go and see a medical practitioner to help you stabilize your body and then you can start with things like conscious touch um, conscious communication to start getting your body back into a place and space where you will find that libido again it's obviously a process it's not something that's going to happen overnight but it's like a car if you don't service your car and you don't look after it and you've driven seven kinds of snot out of it for two years well then don't be surprised when the engine falls out or the gearbox cracks up you can fix it yes you take it to a mechanic and it's a process and it's bloody expensive but you can fix it and the same applies to the human body so if you're in that rut you have to make the conscious decision to get yourself out of it and go the process to bring yourself back into a space where your libido can pick up and you can function sexually again so for our male listeners that are ex-gym bunnies, and I see a bunch of you, and yes, I've gotten text during the day already asking the specific question. That's why I've asked it online, right? So for you guys, listen carefully. There is a life after juicing, but you need to want to fix it, and you need it's to want process. to live it, and you need to want to get it back. So Holly, my, you had a question. Yeah, my question, um, so it's it, it might be a little bit controversial but and 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 the boys might not want to hear it but is it true that when after juicing that the male um testes and penis shrink because they don't have no. to produce well a doctor's going to answer me they don't have to produce <laughs> <laughs> i've researched this in extent i know the oh, answer okay, okay. <laughs> so, like, i'm like is it true that they're like doing the whole like uh, you know and then they their, their penises get smaller and their balls get smaller i like sorry it's just a it's a it's a thing that's maybe i don't know a random question but it is a question anyway yeah i don't know if things can get smaller oh. <laughs> but i just think maybe it was small to start no, but but the the common misconception and and I can actually uh, really speak Thank on this. The, yeah. the common misconception is that when uh, as soon as you start injecting your body with steroids or as soon as you go on a cycle, you call it a cycle. Um, it does well. The the common misconception is that it in, decreases your size. In, um, in both your your um your uh, saying, give me the, the, the right the, the right words for this <laughs> and your lingam and your like uh, the, the balls right penis and balls <laughs> yeah but we don't want to be obscene holes <laughs> but it's after so, nine love we're being honest so um it, it the common misconception is that it decreases size no it doesn't if you take a look at um the real um what do you call it like research when it when it involves this specific topic it's because the actual size of the person increases oh, so, your, so your legs get sense. bigger your you know you get definition things can't decrease in in size just like you can't increase your penis size you can't decrease your penis size and th these are facts it's because the body is actually growing and su at such an exponential rate everything else that does not grow <laughs> looks smaller so you're gonna have uh 
like you're going to look small, but it's not going to be small. That's, okay, that's I just have to say that's that's fascinating because I was of the opinion that things shrink. One of our listeners just asked, may I ask about high, um, I, I, no, sorry, not high, HGH, human growth hormones effect. Oh. Does that have an effect on, on male libido and sex drive? I think hormones increase your libido and sex drive, but then it also depends on how much you're taking and what you're taking. Mm. Um, somebody else says, yeah, um, I learned about HGH and steroid mixing before dangerous stuff. Yes, guys, look, we are just discussing this We're topic. Just in, in absolute no way, shape or form are we advocating for the use or um, the experimentation of steroids. Guys, it's bad shit, right? There's a reason why you buy it from a guy in the fucking parking lot because it isn't legal. You don't, you can't buy it at Discam. You can't buy it at If clicks. you can't, exactly, if you can't buy it at Discam or ClickSnack, you should not be buying <laughs> it. Exactly. You can't even buy it at a fucking sex shop. So stay away from that shit. It's not good for your body. It's not good for your natural hormone production. It's not good for your, um, for your mental state. It's not good for all of your um, funky like the serotonin, oxytocin, the shit that your body produces naturally. It does not work well with that. You're going to come We're off just, it worse, yeah. bigger. I mean, you're going to be bigger. You're going to be bolder. You're not going to be more beautiful and your because you're going to have smaller. a shitload of other <laughs> your <dick's> gonna <laughs> cool. and You're going to have a shitload of other issues. So we're not advocating for this. We are only asking, asking these questions and discussing this topic surrounding this issue because a lot of men in today's society, it's become culture that most men go to the gym. They want to take care of themselves. And we need to now help and guide them and give them adequate information to to help combat the side effects because they fucked up in the first place. Anyway, Donnie Fisser says he's he's totally advocating for Wayne Balls in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, before we end the show, I want to go back to you. And I want to say, do you have any last final tips and tricks for our male listeners to try, to explore, to engage in so that they can increase or even only keep their levels of sex drive and libido the same as it currently is? I would like to say being curious and asking questions about sexuality and what is Love normal that. and what is, um, what is learning and what is pleasure and all of those things, it's more important than just trying to stay the way you were. If we don't grow as people, why are we here? So mm. to, do, you, do you really want that sex that you had in your 20s back or do you want to become a master lover that actually moves into your midlife and beyond in such a different and pleasurable way that it holds your relationships together it, it creates such amazing chemicals in your relationships all of those sorts of things i mean i've been with my husband for 28 years and like i said sure. we've been through we've been through everything and you know he is a master lover i mean I Aww. I have no need of anyone else because he knows me backwards. And mm. although it's very exciting to think about things and 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 look at other people and obviously we're humans so we're attracted to other people. Um you know it just whether he had an erection or not wouldn't matter. You know because it wouldn't matter to our pleasure. So think about pleasure as a long-term project as opposed to just it being about do I have a sex drive today or do I have the sex drive or erection I had in my 20s you can grow into becoming 
more within your sexuality and making your sexuality conscious. By the so way, Annie's what, only in her 30s, so, you know. She's who, still... who's only in, I'm 52. Like, what do you mean I'm in my joking, 30s? I wish. I'm, <laughs> I'm 52 I'm like, and I'm proud awesome. of it. Yeah, good for you. You I mean, don't get this amount of knowledge <laughs> during your 30s. Trust me, I'm there. I know. This is why I'm learning from the experience. I wish I had this amount of knowledge in my 30s because my life would have looked quite different and I wouldn't Would have you... made some mistakes. Which is why but it's so beautiful that we my husband is podcasts. also younger than me, so he's a he's a bit of a Ooh. toy boy, you know. And he's, oh, how he's much absolutely of a toy beautiful. Boy? I have four years. He always ah. teases me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can just take away from this, just be willing to talk about things. This show has been fantastic because we've just been talking about things very openly, and these are often things that people just don't discuss. Exactly. They, they think they're the only one. They're not alone. They are not the only one. I'm so glad you came and you joined us on this episode, Annie. And oh, well, I cannot thank you. thank you out of the bottom <laughs> of my heart enough for sharing your knowledge, sharing all of the expertise that you've gained out of years and years of practice and learning and teaching and engaging with our societal, you know, our society of, of um, intimate relationships. I would very much love it if you come back in season three. Oh, I'd well, love that we'll too. Chat. Absolutely. We'll <laughs> chat. love that too. So, Dr. M, I before we... Sorry, I just wanted to say thank you to Annie as well because, like, she's amazing. Sorry, carry on, Lola. Dr. M, before we end the episode, any last final words before I put a nail in your coffin, too, and tie you down for season three? <laughs> you know what? I want to say that libido and all the rest of it will only work if you take the time and effort to yeah. listen to your partner and to be present with your partner take the time to do that foreplay take the time to listen what your partner wants really kiss your partner with intent really touch your partner with intent and then you'll see that all the other things that might not be working or functioning so well start coming back into place naturally mm, i love that my, my my last say and then i'll give it over to lola I think you guys are absolutely amazing. This has been a really great podcast. I'm so glad to have both of you on it. Um, I I advocate 100% for the the you know touch your bum you know walking if, if you're going to be showering go get dressed in front of your partner you know simple things like that so that the person sees you naked you know if you're not comfortable with that obviously you know that's your thing but I think you know just a simple small little kiss, little hug, little touch, you know, kiss goodbye, kiss hello, coffee in the morning, small things like that all add to the relationship. And being in a position where you you have that with your partner will open up the opportunity to, for you to have better open communication. So I, you know, if you do, just do the little things, the little things will add to the bigger things. Uh, over to you, Lola. So to our listeners, um, all of you guys that are still listening live online, and I mean, you guys have been loyal. You guys have sat around for almost two hours listening to us um, chit-chat and, and go at it, right? To all of our listeners, guys, I wanna, I cannot say this enough. If you guys are struggling with your libido or your sex drive, it's not the end of the world. It, it does not define your ability or your level of manliness, right? You are still a man. You can still do everything else that a man can. I mean, you've got hands, you've got a mouth, and you've got a brain. Use it, baby. 
to those guys that do not suffer from libido and um, sex drive issues count yourself lucky and remember to take care of your gift i mean there are a lot of guys and if you guys walk around you know if you go to the gym or you go for a morning run or you go to work and you see other men look at them and realize that one in five of them guys are struggling with libido and sex drive that's yeah. a scary amount that's a, that's scary statistics these guys are not as happy and as and as fortunate as you guys so take care of it take care of your partners and take care of your bodies because we only get one right we don't get to exchange it or to trade it in like you do with a fucking car so take care of what you've got Bucky versus thank the Porsche <laughs> I want to say I want to thank everybody for listening in. We'll catch you next week, same time, same place, same host, but different guests. I mean, Dr. Marina is going to be back. But I'm next so week, excited. We're going to be discussing the intimidating initiating because some people are shy to initiate sex. Let's combat that. Let's fix it, and let's help you enhance your intimate relationship. Good night, Lustfuls from Lola and the team at Lola's Lessons. Love See you, you guys. Again next week. We love you. Good night Bye. and goodbye. Good night. Are you interested in wax play? Looking for something to spice things up? Kinky candles are blended wax play candles. Our candles are carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure that your pleasure is only limited by your imagination. Get your kinky candles at 079-461-6001 and 079-461-6001 That's kinky candles with two Ks. Sometimes we're looking for the more, but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words like me, play, toys, fun, games, cheekiness, with, intimacy, connection, relationships. And finally me, it starts with self and that is something that play with me stands for. Play with me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the gantry in four ways or find us at www.playwithme.co.za. If you're looking for that more, please get in touch. Views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. Posts, pages and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised.
Thank you.